from the fight capital of the heavyweight division in Central Europe to boxing rings around the world. This is OTG, Heavyweights of Boxing Talk, the first official spinoff series of the On The Grind Boxing Podcast on the On The Grind Talk Radio Network. Join your host, Nino Schellick, each week as he's joined by a member of the On The Grind Boxing Team to bring you the best in heavyweight boxing talk. And now, here's Nino. Welcome to OTG Heavyweights of Boxing. This week, once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Irish Paddy Cronin. Hey Paddy, how are things in Dublin? Uh, good, Nino. Uh, the weather's cold. Uh, the sun is going down very early in the day. So uh, it, it's nice to be able to get away from the dullness by coming on and, and talking boxing. Right, so are you over yet, over the uh, decision in the Kovalev Ward no, fight? we're 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 talking about heavyweights, so we're not talking about Andre Ward. Maybe if Andre Ward has something relevant to do on the heavyweight division, we may talk about him. But until then, we will not be talking. This will be an Andre Ward free zone. Yeah, but what about the story that uh, he said he uh, still wants to fight uh, a fight at heavyweight? What? Yeah, he said. What's um, this? You know, he said on ESPN.com. I think that was after the Kovalev fight. There are certain guys you don't mess with, and those guys are too big. I respect them, but you've got to find the right opponent in the right situation. So maybe one day, maybe not. I'd like to see Tyson Fury fight Andre Ward. Tyson Fury versus Andre Ward, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, Andre Ward get slapped around by Tyson Fury. Yeah. I, I, I mean, right now, Tyson Fury is twice the weight of Andre Ward. So. Yeah. Imagine Andre Ward. Imagine Andre Ward trying to clinch with Tyson Fury. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Tries to wrestle with him. Um, but did you see the the recent picture of of Tyson Fury in Tenerife or something in like Spain, that? In Spain, yeah, yeah, I did. And? No, I don't know, man. Like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he looks when it comes close to him actually having a fight in place. Yeah, but what would you say is his weight right now? Is it? The worst he ever looked. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the worst he's ever looked because he's he's looked bad, man. He has. <laughs> he's probably what like he's probably around three hundred pounds. I'd say. Mm, three hundred, yeah. Looks like it. Uh huh. But it's, it, he's looking like he's having a good time. Yes, he he's enjoying himself. So not too depressed, I guess. No. And yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, 2017, he will probably reapply for a license. Mm-hmm. There won't will be no hearing, I guess, <laughs> about the doping or, incident and, and or maybe cocaine. he can or maybe <laughs> or maybe he can apply to the BDB for a license. Yeah, for sure, will be easier to get license on the BDB. But he, do you know he he had an Irish license in the past because you need an Irish license to fight for the Irish title. So maybe he will apply for an Irish license. Yeah, well, one of the boxing commissions of, of Malta <laughs> or Luxembourg or Liechtenstein yeah there's like two or three uh, Maltese boxing commissions I guess there's two at the very least yeah not a fact yeah so I'm guessing he will be having no problems getting 
license from there but yeah maybe we uh, should switch to actual news so lucas brown Mm -hmm. did it again it seems he did it again (laughs) so i mean first time around we sort of gave, gave him the benefit of the doubt we did give him the benefit of the doubt but yeah. well, i guess that was our mistake we shouldn't have uh, given the benefit of the doubt mate yeah because we thought yeah he was in chechnya kadyrov maybe gave him some steak that was contaminated or something like or that. maybe or maybe the uh there there was a hole in the russian uh anti-doping agency lab that you could pass something into the lab from mm-hmm. outside so maybe something like that happened so you know we were given a lot of benefit of the doubt there if you ask me but uh you know perhaps the benefit of the doubt was not warranted in uh in this instance yeah this is true um so yeah he, he got tested positive this time for a thing called osterine what is that you know tell us what it is <laughs> yeah from the research i've done is uh it's a muscle and bone growing div- uh, supplement or something like bone that. Bone growing? Yeah, it helps strengthen your bones. Okay, but could he not have just had milk instead? <laughs> yeah, milk would be the legal way, but... <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like he uses a lot of supplements to maybe keep his mass, maybe, because he's a pretty big guy. And yeah, if he probably wouldn't take those supplements, then he would probably shrink down a little bit. So in order to, to keep big and, and strong, he, he takes those supplements. I don't think that he's like doping uh, per se, like, uh, like getting like injections. Sounds like you're just trying to make excuses now. No, no, I'm not giving excuses, but I, I just say what, what I think. So I, I don't think he's putting in injections. So I don't know. It steroids. sounds like you're making excuses to me, you know. Don't know. I just think that that he takes those, you know, those weight gain four thousand things that Cartman took in in South Park. <laughs> beefcake. Beefcake, yeah. So, <laughs> and 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 often there's uh, substances uh, in there that are on on the banned substance list. So that could be an explanation. But yeah, of course now um, this uh, doesn't look good. Two positive tests in one year or less than one year. So last time around, he was only banned for six months, uh, months, and then he got still the the shot against uh, Shannon Briggs for the vacant uh, regular title. But this time around, after the second uh, positive test, uh, I'm guessing he he won't get another chance from the WBA. This might be the end of his career because he's mostly a spring chicken. Yes, what is he like, thirty-seven? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you think uh, he's going to get erased from the WBA rankings and banned maybe for a year or even more? Probably should. Probably should, man. Because it's just not looking so good at the moment for the heavyweight division. I mean, every guy pretty much on the top gets tested positive. Uh, I mean, uh, you got Stiverne get tested and you got Povetkin get tested and and then now uh, Brown twice. So... Mm-hmm. It just doesn't uh, make the heavyweight division uh, look very good at the moment. So, I mean, Steve Wern still got off, it seems. So, in, instead of banning him, the WBC just uh, made him pay a fine, $75,000. And they, they still have him fighting Povetkin for some reason. So, do you know what's going on there with that situation? Yeah, um, we, we 
don't really have much details at present, unfortunately. But uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get more information as it becomes available, Nino. Yeah. So uh, from what I've read, they, they've just said it was just a, a small amount that was found. And so, uh, yeah, he, he has to enroll under this VADA uh, supervision, clean boxing program and all that. And yeah, he has to do even some community service, but he gets to... Uh, <laughs> He still gets to fight Paul Atkins, so I, I found... What kind of community service are we talking about here? I don't know. What does he have to do? Clean windows? I don't know. Clean roads? I don't know. What, <laughs> gardening? I don't know what kind of community service they, they do where he's at. Alright, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. So, back to Brown. So, uh, what do you think? What kind of uh, punishment should he get? at least a year and uh, he should be exiled from the rankings you know you can't be you need to be very careful with what you're putting in your body and you know with what went on over there in Chechnya that he should have been extra careful but it seems that he wasn't but you know that's if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt maybe he did know what he was doing oh, we, we don't know but I have to say I'm very disappointed. I was actually kind of looking forward to that fight. But now it looks like he's, uh, you know, that you can pretty much stick a fork in that now. Because it'll probably be, by the time the ban is put down, it might not be for a couple of months. And then, you know, you add an extra 12 months on top of that. And, uh, you know, it, it could be the, the end of the road then. Hmm, looks like it. So, yeah, he's probably going to have to fight yeah, his way up again in the rankings, and at the age of 37, won't won't be too easy. So he's had a pretty good run, but you never know. Maybe with the with the WBA, you know, they are usually not the most yeah transparent of the sanctioning bodies, the uh, way that decisions they make. So I, I'm not sure uh, what kind of punishment Lucas Brown will get, but yeah, I agree he has to be more careful about the supplements he takes or if you're going to order that stuff that that you get at at the gyms or maybe uh, from the internet you should get uh, it checked out at a lab first before you put it in your body yeah no 100 percent you know yeah and also what's interesting is uh since uh, vada is testing guys now more more frequently and and more people are using vada for for drug testing people get popped uh, left and right so that of course brings up the question what was uh, during the time that uh, VADA didn't test and and less strict uh, drug testing protocols were in place I mean I'm guessing a lot of uh, things went on uh, undiscovered in the past yeah no there's no doubt about that there was definitely a lot of stuff going on uh we're gonna see we're gonna see more people getting popped the more vada are testing people because it seems like they're the only uh organization that seems to be uh, uh identifying these uh these supplements that are being used yeah for sure so you can only speculate what was going on in the 80s in the 90s so, so people were questioning some uh people back then but they never were really tested, so I don't know. In the future, you, you have to be very careful. Try to stay uh, natural and, and just watch what you eat, watch what you take in. And Shannon Briggs now is looking for news for the title fight that he got promised. So I'm guessing he, he will also get tested by Vada. So he should be pretty careful, I guess. 
because he he's a big guy and, and people have questioned him um the way he uh bucked up from from being a medium sized uh, heavyweight to to a really large heavyweight uh, in a couple of years so what do you think happens with shannon briggs do you think he'll get another opponent and and who could uh, be that opponent looking at the wba ranking Oh God, uh, Shannon Briggs. Uh, I don't know if they if they will give him another opponent. Uh, Shannon Briggs has only got that fight because uh, Lucas Brown's promoter wanted to bring him in. Now it's very possible that uh, he he does uh, get a shot, but I don't see why they would. I, I think that the WBA giving breaks a shot and the opponent falling away it seems that they have to give him some sort of shot at least for the interim title I don't think they do because he's trash yeah he, I mean he hasn't fought anybody oh I know who they're gonna make it with I know yeah I'll give you one guess Nino Manuel Cha no Ustinov no Fresno Kendo exactly <laughs> I thought Fresno Kendo would have been your first guess <laughs> yeah it could be that they they make uh, maybe Ustinov fight, Ustinov maybe against... Because having Fresa Kendo in that tournament would would at least have one of their fighters fighting it. I don't think any of those fights in that tournament has actually happened yet. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm guessing they could make Ustinov versus um, either... I got a better one. I got a better one. Briggs or, or David Hay maybe. And, and Shannon no, Briggs I've gets got, to fight I've Kendo. Got, I've got one. Yeah. Shannon Briggs versus Guillermo Jones. Guillermo Jones, yeah, he's number 14. <laughs> 14 actually in the rankings. That, and he's Panamanian, so you know the WBA mm-hmm. would be quite happy to give him a shot at a vacant title. Yeah, I mean, one thing is for certain that they've got two, uh, at the moment, even three titles vacant. So Yeah, there are three titles vacant. That's ridiculous. It, it, like it, it's it really goes to show that the WBA don't even have any titles, yet they want to fill three vacancies. Yeah. So six of those uh, top fifteen guys will probably get a fight for some sort of a title. So I'm guessing those names uh, that we mentioned will be in the mix. Manuel Char maybe even for the interim title, something like that. So <laughs> it will be. Uh, funny to see what the WBA does next so we'll be of course uh, covering the situation but Shannon Briggs actually was uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast I knew you were gonna you <laughs> love Joe Rogan I mean I, I listen to it he's your favorite of the podcast yeah no OT- OTG is my favorite yeah but your own OTG your own <laughs> podcast can't be your favorite podcast no, I mean the main show I'll, I'll listen to the main yeah, show yeah but you're still on the main yeah. show it, it doesn't count as your favorite podcast okay. you just don't want to admit that Joe Rogan is your favorite non-OTG podcast I mean it depends on the guy that he has on so sometimes they, if he just talks uh, stuff about about comedy and, and clubs and, and all that stuff and, and, and he uh, has his uh, sort of theories that he repeats all over again it's, it's kind of boring but if he has a good guest on there somebody like a scientist or i don't know somebody that that's funny or if they talk about fighting uh, then then can be pretty good and yeah listen to the shannon Briggs. so if if it's not your favorite non-otg podcast what is your favorite non-otg podcast um i mean i, I listen to some other stuff 
before but i think yeah at the moment uh, i could say that the rogan experience is uh... well, you was your favorite and you tried to cover it up <laughs> no, i mean it's, it's not a bad thing yeah i know but you're the one that's trying to cover it up and say it wasn't your favorite when i knew well it was <laughs> okay you've been listening to that for years nino oh uh, yeah a couple of years so the shannon briggs podcast was actually quite interesting so should i watch it nino yeah i mean if you uh have a little time on your hands and and you don't mind the words uh let's go champ then let's go champ (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean those uh instagram videos that he does are a little repetitive to to say the least a little annoying (laughs) they are very annoying yeah so i think it's good that that he gave uh, a, a full uh, interview over two hours so where he was actually talking what did he talk about nano yeah just the way he got into boxing his childhood with um, a drug addicted mother and, and no father in the house and where he was homeless and all that he split from teddy atlas um the way he fought against those uh, big names in the 90s and and all that and yeah, he was trashing uh, Klitschko and and Hay and all that. So, but it it gave him a, a little bit more of of a platform to talk about his life, uh, which he usually doesn't do. So, yeah, he, he talked about his depression and all that, and the way he changed his diet. And did he talk about his asthma at all? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, he he talked about that. So it, it was um kind of interesting. Yeah, he still thinks he has. <laughs> Uh, a, a title shot coming up and and a big future in front of him but he's turning 45 pretty soon and yeah he, he said that he uh that everybody pretty much uh, is ducking him so david hay you can sort of um give him the david hay fight i mean because david hay actually promised him a fight and then backed out again david hay just mug- make them look like a mug mate yeah david hay isn't fighting at the moment he could have nope. He could have fought uh, Shannon Briggs in October, something like that. But apparently, it's it's a little bit too much of a risk for David Hay. <laughs> How sad is that? How fucking sad is that? Because if he was no risk like those last two guys he fought, um, then he w- would have already done it. But how pathetic is it that he's talking fucking Shannon Briggs? Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I mean Briggs still is a dangerous guy for the first two rounds so david hay can can uh, maneuver himself easier into a title fight than by defeating shannon briggs so it's just sad i mean nothing has changed about david hay he's still just a guy that that likes to avoid risks and talk himself into fights and and just uh, plan his uh, career just taking um, the, the least amount of risks and getting the maximum out of it so, if guys are interested, just check out the Joe Rogan podcast. Or... Your fa- Nino's favorite non-OTG <laughs> podcast. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. Certified. Certified, yeah. So, in other news, we got Luis Ortiz uh, making his second fight for Matchroom uh, on, on December 10th. So, uh, it, it's uh, interesting that, that he fights again on December 10th after... His last fight was only on November 12th, so it's just a month between those fights. And he'll be fighting in the Manchester Arena. Yep, formerly known as the MEN Arena. Mm-hmm. Also formerly known as the Phones for You Arena. <laughs> Phones for You, yeah. 
So this is the undercard of uh, Anthony Joshua versus Molina. Mm -hmm. And then there's also uh, Dylan White versus Chisora. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Chisora still has in the tank. I hope he has enough to take out Dylan no. White because Dylan White ain't that good, man. Yeah, yeah, but, but Derek Chisora isn't that good and he's had oh, taken no, a lot of punishment. Thing. That's a thing there, you know? No, no. Dylan White has this. Dylan White's also trash, though. <laughs> yeah, but he's still uh, younger trash and trash that hasn't absorbed as much punishment, so... But, yeah, that's because he got stopped by uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, but only once in his career, and then Chisora has been stopped how many times? Two times? He's stopped by Hay, like, absolutely demolished yeah. by Hay, but he's quit a few times. Yeah. But I don't think uh, Dylan White ha is the kind of fighter that will be able to make Derek Chisora quit. Yeah, but what's interesting, I read now that White uh, versus Chisora is an official WBC eliminator. <laughs> that is pathetic. Take that. That's fucking pathetic. <laughs> so what have those two guys done to get a WBC eliminator? I don't know, man. Uh, maybe uh, Fast Eddie uh, sent a little uh, <laughs> little check to Mauricio Suleiman. Is it a final uh, eliminator? Official, it says. I don't know what, what that means. Because uh, it isn't... Povetkin versus Tiverne already an eliminator. So maybe this is some sort of silver eliminator. Did, no, this, you see, the WBC always have eliminators and Matrium have eliminators all the time. Sometimes they have like four or five eliminators and the guy still hasn't fought for a title. Like Callum Smith has had like three or four WBC 168 eliminators. Yeah. I think, yeah, in the super middleweights, you also have, like, uh, Eliminator at the same time happening with, with the guy I last mentioned, Yildirim. Uh, he beat uh, this uh, Canadian guy, Sheila Hippolyte, or something like that, in also an, an uh, WBC Eliminator, even though Callum Smith was already the mandatory. So, WBC likes to do those mandatories, it seems. So, but it, it, it's pretty bad that Dillian White, after getting demolished by Anthony Joshua then he fights uh, three no-hopers in a row yeah. pretty much and, and and gets a title eliminator and Chisora loses to Pulev and then fights <laughs> fights a journeyman <laughs> Eastern Euro journeyman and yeah he's back in the mix so but he was a teak tough Eastern European journeyman yeah I wouldn't say that the guy has lost five. <laughs> That's what Sky Sports say. Yeah, he's he's been stopped five times, and he's uh, originally a cruiserweight. So, yeah. So, that's quite interesting that this is uh, WBC eliminated. So, uh, yeah, probably easy work for uh, Deontay Wilder. It seems mm -hmm. if he gets those two, or, or would you say I don't know those guys present a problem to Deontay Wilder? Uh, yeah, I don't see either of them posing problems for Wilder. Hmm. I mean, Dylan White, maybe. Do you? Do you see Dylan White posing problems? I mean, he could maybe uh, rough Deontay Wilder up a little bit because... I think Deontay Wilder just employ his jab squad technique to nullify that. Yeah. I think Dylan White should just get... Jab squad! <laughs> he should get close and just manhandle him and, and his chicken legs. So, if, if he could do that, but probably ref uh, won't be allowing that, so... Wilder will jab him and, and throw the straight right and then stop him late probably. But 
yeah, you can see why Eddie Hearn is, is making those moves. He wants to cash in on the Wilder fight. It's not even that. I don't think either of them will get, get the Wilder fight. I think what will happen is, is that he's just saying it's a, he's paying a little sanction and fee mm. so he can say that it's a mm. WBC eliminator when it, <laughs> in reality, it, the winner will not get a shot at the title. Possibly. So Luis Ortiz is actually fighting the guy that Dylan White beat, David Allen. Uh, I think you you saw the fight and you weren't too impressed with Dylan White when he was outpointing uh, David Allen in that fight. So uh, uh, what can you say about David Allen? He's uh, a guy from uh, Yorkshire. Yeah. He is. Uh, his name is White Rhino. So he's a, a white kid. Uh, looks pretty young still. 24 David Allen yeah yeah but I mean <laughs> what kind of uh, challenge is he for for Luis Ortiz but he's a white rhino that tells you all you need to know yeah so he's as strong as a rhino yeah and he's got ivory uh, an ivory tusk probably <laughs> or or a horn a horn of ivory maybe yeah uh, yeah no it seems like uh, this is going to be a challenge for uh <laughs> For Luis Ortiz, uh, by all accounts. Yeah, so I think he's at and least... And this is on the undercard as well. Yeah, so you think he's uh, at least a durable guy or... Well, as you know, have you ever seen uh, King Kong knock a rhino out? Because I haven't. <laughs> yeah. You remember the black rhino? He was a black rhino. Uh, that guy that, that uh, went to jail... Uh, he he's in jail right now. Wait. <laughs> You're not telling me who he is, man. Lots of guys went to jail. Uh, yeah, Clifford, uh, ATN. Clifford. Is that the bloke? Is that the bloke? Uh, fucking Etienne. The what do you call it? Like, jeez, that must be a long time ago now. He fought uh, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, I I, I remember that. And uh, Valuev also. That is ridiculous. So maybe, maybe uh, what does face can fly over and fight the black rhino in a in in prison a prison? Match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd love a prison match. Yeah, black rhino versus a uh, white rhino. Who's mm-hmm. who'd win that? Who who'd win that fight? Right now? Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably the white rhino. Just because he's not in prison. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, David Allen, I mean, he's probably there to get knocked out. So Ortiz will try to look uh, better than he did against Malik Scott. Do you know what, do you know what I was thinking? I, I, I think uh, Etienne is going to be Deontay Wilder's next opponent <laughs> in a prison match. Yeah. On pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was, before he went to jail uh, again, he was a prison champ. <laughs> he was a prison champ. And then he started his pro career, I think. So maybe he's better boxing in prison than he is outside prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they should do like a prison league, something like that. <laughs> I'm sure that the ratings. Uh... You know who? You know who he also fought. I was just having a quick look over his record there. He fought Cliff Cowser as well. Twin Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> He fought Tyson and Twin Tyson. Yeah, but he uh, I'm guessing he beat Twin Tyson. Do you know what Twin Tyson's other nickname was? No. The Black Ball. Black Ball, okay. 
So obviously he had to change his name because the Black Rhino beat the Black Bull. So he probably had to change his name to Twin Tyson after that one. Mm, most likely, <laughs> yeah. Just scrolling for the record of Cliff Kowser. <laughs> Cliff Kowser, man, that's diabolical. Yeah, but he he is really fought a lot of guys. He has. He fought Chris well, Ariola when Ariola was twenty-two and zero. Didn't uh, what you call it? Uh, Etienne had a win. I, I got sidetracked with uh, Cliff Kowser there. Yeah. But Etienne had a win over uh, Lamont Brewster as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was actually a pretty good fight. Yeah. I remember that fight. Yeah, yeah. was actually Blackboard. pretty good fight. So strange how he got then, yeah, knocked out by old Tyson in one round. Yeah. And Cameron McBride beat old Tyson. <laughs> and Danny Williams also beat Al Tyson, so yeah. you know maybe there was something dodgy going on. Maybe someone was paid. And do you know what? If do you reckon we could get the Black Rhino on the phone in prison and do a, a phone <laughs> interview with him? <laughs> will be, will be. Like a if he's hard. if he's got a hundred and five years in prison, maybe he will be honest and say he took the dive. Because what what are they gonna do? Give him more years? He's gonna die in there anyway. I mean, uh, I've seen the Tyson fight. He got really tagged in there. So, and then I think he shit his pants after he got tagged. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, yeah. So we're, we, we were talking about the white rhino, white rhino, and we ended up talking about Twin Tyson. Yeah. So, do you think that Ortiz will will score a knockout and then yeah? Uh, I don't know, man. I and don't then know. the hype is is back on again. Ortiz doesn't have the best record on this side of the Atlantic. Yeah, but at least he, he's now active, it looks. Yeah, but he couldn't stop, uh, what you call it, Malik Scott. Mm, that's true. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe he just can't operate on this side of the Atlantic. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he got infected with the same kind of thing that uh, what you call it has uh, Orlando Salis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Solis. He he wasn't too good on on both sides. Because Luis uh, Luis Ortiz has zero knockouts in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Solis performed better in, when he was fighting in the US, mm-hmm. close to Miami. So, a little uh, sidetrack. Did did you see the the picture of 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 Willa with Deontay Wilder? No, I don't be on Facebook that much. I just go on to brag about. Uh, about Carl Frampton beating Leo Santa Cruz and someone else wants to bet me over that rematch and I'm kind of I'm a bit apprehensive to take the money because I kind of feel bad uh, mm. because like you know so what I might do is if Frampton loses on points or is knockout I'll pay up but if Frampton wins by knockout I want double the money and if Frampton wins on points we'll call it even I might do that does that sound fair to you? yeah I would say so. Okay. I I might float that later on. But no, I haven't seen a, a picture of Willa with Deontay Wilder. I bet she was dick riding him. <laughs> yeah, Wilder looks like an idiot, really. <laughs> Did Wilder have that car with the squiggles in the picture? You know the way it looks like someone drew on the side of the uh, car with permanent marker? No, he didn't have a car. He was just standing up. But... He, but... <laughs> His car looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, check out. Uh, I'll send the picture to you. Okay, let's see here. I hope Willow wasn't being a fanboy. Uh, he didn't even mention it on, on the show. He talked about his encounter with uh, Paulie Molinacci. 
Now I mean I hope he wasn't being a fan getting a getting a picture with uh, mm-hmm. Wilder. Yeah, but but if he was, he he wouldn't admit it probably. Yeah. <laughs> I see you've been doing your uh, investigative work there, so we have all the facts now, Nino. Yeah, so sorry, I, I sent the picture. Instead to you, I sent it to my girlfriend. So <laughs> Brown Sugar's got a picture of Willa and Deontay yeah. Wall. <laughs> She's got to be like, what is this, Nino? What the fuck? All right, here we go. Just one sec, I'm going to have a look at it now. Oh my God, what the fuck? Why is he wearing a fucking gold chain over his shirt? <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, stupid shirt and stupid jacket. He looks, he looks he looks worried. And what's up with Willa's face in that picture? What? What? what you, you see what I mean with the fingers? He has two fingers together, and Willa's face. <laughs> it's like woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right, Wilder really looks like a like an idiot in in the picture. So what that is shocking. He, he wouldn't be the the probably best That's guy so- to hang out with. Someone called Will uh, Will a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert Douglas II called him a fanboy. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so I think heavyweight-wise, we we got it pretty much covered. But maybe I, I want to mention uh, another thing since I already got you on, and uh, this wasn't mentioned on the heavyweight show. Uh, did you see the George Groves fight versus uh, Edward Gutknecht? Gutnacht. Uh I didn't actually watch the fight. I was in work, but uh, I I I was uh, keeping up to date online. And uh, I hope you. Do, I just want to talk a little bit about this, but because uh, I did research on this last year. Mm. So basically, in the UK, you have to have if you're promoting a card, it has to be within uh, a certain distance from a hospital which specialize in brain traumas. So if you remember recently, there haven't been many UK fighters that have gone into comas and have had lasting uh, serious damage since uh, McClellan back in the 90s. But you look at the difference between Abdul Salamov over in New York, where he was just left out on the street and then he got sick on the side of the street and had to get a cab to the uh, to the hospital instead and didn't have proper insurance covered coverage so you can see the difference between what's going on in the UK post McClellan as regard these head injuries as opposed to what happens in the United States where it's not really that regulated uh, well you know yeah so uh, maybe for people who don't know what happened is um, that yeah Gutknecht got beaten up pretty badly by George Groves, so yeah. uh, over 12 rounds, and yeah, Gutknecht is a tough guy, he has a good chin, mm-hmm. so he, he showed already that he has one in, in his fights with Jürgen Bremer, I think mm-hmm. he, has, he, he had two fights with Jürgen Bremer, and yeah, he, he can take a punch, he's tough, but he's just uh, an average guy, average uh, ability-wise, he's no knockout puncher, so it, it was clear that he was going to get dominated in that fight against George Groves, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, the, the either the ref should have stopped it probably late in the fight where he was um, getting uh, busted up in the face and 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 swollen yeah. and and all it's that. It's a bit like it's a bit like the Nick Blackwell, Chris Eubank. Yeah. Whereas Nick Blackwell was put into a medically induced coma, but he came out and he's fine now. Yeah. But uh, you know, Edward Gutnick, uh, you know, 
you, you you have to kind of take a step back from these situations and you know you need to have a look at the officiating uh that, that's going on and, and find out why these these things have happened so so uh close together in timing yeah i mean and the corner could also have pulled him out yeah because then you he's no puncher whatsoever so he can't knock uh, George Groves out, even though Groves hasn't got the best chin. But Goodknecht has no power, so he, he won't get the knockout. He's uh, behind like nine rounds or something. He's uh, He's got problem w with his eye. He can't see the shots coming. He just gets beaten up and they should have stepped in. And yeah, now he's, um, I, th I think he's still in, in a, a medically induced coma. So most likely there will be no, no damages. But uh, nonetheless, his career is over, pretty much. Yeah. Because uh, if you're in a coma, you probably uh, don't come back for it and, and you won't get a license, most likely. Or maybe the BDB will license him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he's a family man. He, I think he has a kid. He will know better than, than resume his boxing career. And but you think the BDB would license <laughs> him if he wanted to be licensed? Yes, possibly. Yeah, this is something we actually talked about previously with with Sarland setting up these one-sided matches on uh, on matchroom cards. Yeah, Groves is now a Sarland fighter, and Gutknecht is a former Sarland fighter, uh, but they let him go because he didn't have the potential to become a world champion. So a paper champion, even no, he wasn't even good enough for that. So they let him go, and it just shows that this was uh, a mismatch. To begin with and it's 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 sad when everybody knows uh, that this guy is just here to get beat up and then the exact thing happens and the guy is in a coma later so it, it sounds like it could have been avoided and and that's of course a shame for the for the people involved that they were risking the, the health of a, of a fighter who is just trying to make money for his family mm -hmm. definitely Right, but I think that also brings us to the end of the show. So, yeah, thanks, Patty, uh, once again coming on. And I hope to have you on sometime in the future. Cheers, and you know, I look forward to it. Maybe we'll be, uh, we'll be looking at Luis Ortiz extending his knockout list run in Europe. For sure. And, and I'm pretty sure we've got plenty of stuff to talk about next week. So, until then, check out the main show on Sunday and OTG on the social media sites. And the Joe Rogan podcast.